Space. Humanity's last horizon. These are the records and expeditions of the Federation starship Lovelace. Assigned an ongoing galactic charter, the intrepid crew of the Lovelace explores the excitement of strange new worlds, encounters new life forms and new civilizations, and ultimately seeks to boldly go where no one has gone before. everyone and welcome to Fable Scraps' Star Trek Adventures Loveless. My name is Nicotine, I'll be your DM for today. Uh, I'm joined by a fantastic cast who we'll introduce to you in just one moment. However, before we begin, I would like to talk a little bit about the channel. If you are listening to this uh, on podcasting apps like Spotify or Stitcher, know that we uh, record this show live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Live viewers on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash fablescraps are able to affect the story in meaningful ways based on the uh, clever use of donations. In this game, Star Trek Adventures, there is a mechanic called Threat and Momentum. Threat represents a um, some kind of complication that the DM can introduce that could pose as some sort of challenge to the crew. Momentum is the player's option to um, spend a spend a point to re-roll or to gain information about a certain task. I want to give a very special thank you to all of those of you who have subscribed today. That is a lot of you. Thank you very much. Uh, and without further ado, I would like to introduce our fantastic cast of the Federation Starship Loveless, starting with Fist of the Walrus. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Fist. Hello, I'm Fist of the Walrus. Uh, I'm oh, a role oh, sorry. Player one more primarily. thing. If if this sounds okay, hit ones in chat. <laughs> sorry, Fist. Go ahead. <laughs> Give me ones. I'm a role player primarily over uh, on Twitch.tv. Uh, just started back on GTA uh, Five RP. I'm making a Christmas movie. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. That's amazing. Um, I love it. <laughs> Where can people find your content? You can find me over at uh, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Fist of the Walrus. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Fist. We're happy to have you. Um, next up is Locke the Raven. Hey, everybody. I'm Locke the Raven. I do a lot of variety streaming over on Twitch, uh, including GTA and, uh, and Grand Theft Auto. Just said the same thing twice. My brain hurts. Uh, it's one of those days. You can find me... <laughs> you can find me here on Fable Scraps twice weekly. That's and right. You can find for our for our other show. Yeah, for our other show, Doom Lore, which, uh, every Friday. <laughs> I hate that making me fussy brings you so much joy. I get so much joy out of it. That's why I'm DMing. God. 
Where can people find your content, Lock the Raven? Uh, do you want to tell them? Because you told them about the shit. You, Over you on twitch.tv slash Lock the Raven. One word. Exactly how it sounds. Next up, we have Aaron Black. Mm. <laughs> Hi. You Aaron? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, my name oh, is sorry. Aaron Black. Sorry, if Aaron sounds okay, three's in chat. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm an author. Recently uh, published a book called Firewall Down. It's a cyberpunk detective mystery uh, novel. And if you would like to know more, you can follow me over on Twitter under Aaron B. Writes. That's awesome. I got my copy. Thank you very much, Aaron. And last but not least, Enovan. How are you, Enovan? I'm doing good. And if I sound all right, put four in chat. Beat you to it. And <laughs> oh, shit. I am a streamer here on... <laughs> I'm a streamer here on Twitch.tv. I'm. I also do roleplay, and I'm helping Fist make his Christmas movie as well. Oh my god, this is awesome! All the robot cameos. I cannot wait. All the cameos. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see that when it is done. Yeah, me either. That sounds amazing. Where and so people can find you on Twitch. Yeah, people can find me on Twitch at Enevan, E N E V U N. Perfect. And on Twitter and YouTube as well, under the same name. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Envan. I appreciate it. And without further ado, I think we're ready to get right into it. Um, so, the Federation starship Loveless has been uh, underway on a exploration and charting mission for some weeks now. Um, it is... Uh, it is a job that is kind of rote for the crew. Um, it involves a lot of paperwork, a lot of uh, a lot of traveling, um, essentially one long road trip to go chart new and interesting rocks, <laughs> Aaron rocks. Uh, the crew is naturally a little bit um, restless, and so to that end. Um, some members of the crew have decided that the um, well that the best way to uh, endure these, uh, these long travels is with a cup of tea we open to a tea room Captain Lockstead is seated at a table with Ensign Gregory How do you like your tea, Captain? It's perfect. Yeah? Oh, gosh. I, yeah, I, I got the kind that I knew you really liked. I got several. It's the most delicious tea I've ever tasted. Really? Yes, oh I mean it. Wow. I... I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm just so happy. Shh. You don't have to say anything, Gregory. <laughs> Let's just enjoy this moment together. Oh, okay. The tea room is a uh, as a portion of the USS Loveless that has been cleared out and uh, contains a large viewing window uh, of the aft of the ship. Um, so all the stars that uh, are fading away, you can sort of see the nacelles uh, on the you know upper sides of the of the viewing window. But um, uh, it is a dimly lit room designed for relaxation and comfort 
It has rugs and uh, and uh, a, sh- a low table. Um, some lights are kind of simulating candlelight. Captain, um, do you... <laughs> I know you don't usually like it, but do would you like some sugar? I have all kinds of different sugars from different planets that I visited. Gregory, this doesn't need any sugar because you're already so sweet. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Captain. (laughs) Gregory, I want to promote you to co-captain of this ship. (gasps) Oh my God. Captain. I want. I understand this is a lot of responsibility, but I would rather have you by my side than anyone else on this ship. Uh, Know the universe, Gregory. Oh, Captain. Yes. Yes. (gasps) Captain? Gregory. Gregory. Gregory inches a little bit closer to you. Captain? (laughs) Closer still. Yes, Gregory. And at that very moment, um, the other ensigns who are standing outside of Holodeck 1 are <laughs> watching it through a view screen. Um, Horrified. Ensign Salixon <laughs> and Ensign Ryak are both um, observing through a small viewing port uh, what, they, uh, what they perceive to be some sort of ritual. Ensign Ryak is uh, confused, and Ensign Salixon is mortified. Um, what, do we, what, do, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. I, 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 should, we, should we cut it? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if it finds out, they're going to be, I mean, they're in a lot of trouble. Like, uh, Ensign Salixon reaches into uh, their pouch. They have like a, like a, a small pouch that they carry with them uh, for their engineering duties and retrieves a multi-tool. Uh, they walk over to the, um, <clears throat> to the, um, there's like an access panel. Gently remove the access panel. And, um, and find that, uh, there are several of these brand new isolinear chips that make the entire show run here on the holodecks, um, that have been a little bit, like, a, they've been just ever so slightly shifted. Uh, to accommodate this program that isn't really supposed to be able to be run. <laughs> and um, Ensign Salingson kind of looks over at Ensign Ryan, like, gotta look, check it out, because they both understand that something has been tampered with. And, um, and so, silently, they agree to uh, not just cut the program, but alter it a little bit with these isolinear chips uh, as like a prank. On, uh, on Ensign Gregory. The sexy prank. And as they go to do that, um, the klaxons begin to uh, sound. <coughs> Red lights are flashing. And the ship's computer is, uh, <laughs> is brought to life immediately. Attention. 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 Please evacuate holodecks one and two. Purge will commence in 60 minutes. Uh, what? In the event of a 
ship's captain. Becoming incapacitated or not able to be found, Holodecks 1 and 2 will be purged with the automated defense systems aboard the USS Loveless. Tampering is unacceptable. What did she say about the captain? I don't know. Where's the captain? Where's the captain? Captain! Captain! The captain, as it turns out, is enjoying a uh, <laughs> a conversation with a uh, with an old friend, uh, acquaintance. Um, <laughs> out at Rigel Port. Raglport is a pirate haven. It has been for some centuries. In 1715, Caribbean. Captain Lockstead has recently agreed to meet with the Royal British Navy in order to not turn over the Loveless, but to reach some kind of agreement, a parlay, perhaps. And so to that end, he sits now in an office with his contact from His Majesty's Royal Navy, Magistrate Melody Fields. So good of you to come, Captain Lockstead. Oh, enough with the pleasantries. I understand that uh, you're a man of great taste. Can I interest you in some of our delightful teas or coffees? Tempting as it may be, I'm fine with my own. I see. Well, I have here the letters of Mark. Um, these will uh, essentially bring you into uh, service of His Majesty's Royal Navy. These documents will... Uh, preclude you from uh, the wrath of His Majesty's Royal Navy in the event of some sort of firefight. Additionally, it will also uh, give you several tasks uh, to complete your duties here. Are you familiar at all with the, uh, the local region, by any chance? Familiar with the local region? Been sailing these seas for since I was a young lad. Of course I know. Very well. His Majesty's Royal Navy would like a complete and uh, total hold on this region. And to that end, our privateers will be expected to uphold the law, squash any kind of pirate rebellion, and also uh, to chart some of the lesser-known areas. Um, we suspect there may be... Um, some sort of pirate camp nearby. Uh, we'd like to know the location of it for reasons. Uh, additionally, we would appreciate any kind of prisoners you may be able to provide for us for our newly formed re-education camps um, at Eagle Rock. Do you have any questions? Well, the question is, when can I start? There's a good lad. Go ahead and sign these papers. We'll make it all official. Uh, here's, my, here's my quill. 
Just don't spit on it or anything. Perfect. All right. Well, um, your comrades are waiting for you outside. Uh, feel free to stop around the market, see if you can, uh, you know, pick up some supplies. Your ship has been refitted and repainted. Uh, we've given it a few modifications, so I hope it's, uh, you know, up your standards. <laughs> oh, you'll be hearing from me if it isn't. <laughs> well, <clears throat> not a business to attend to, so thank you very much for stopping by, and congratulations on becoming a privateer of His Majesty's Royal Navy. Uh, someone's got to celebrate, I guess. Well, back oh. to the sea for me. Captain Lockstead walks out of the office and is uh, met by his loyal crew. <laughs> Do you want to introduce them, Captain? Quartermaster Herrick! Captain. Where are you? Herrick? Her Herrick is standing quite observably by a pallet of barrels of unknown substance with the rest of the crew looking very much like he doesn't want to be here. Eric! Where are you, lad? Eric! I am... I am here, Captain. I'm here, Captain. Yar. That's the spirit. Well, we just got our mark. We just need to supply the ship and then set sail and do some charting, some exploring, and some hunting for pirates. It's going to be grand, Eric. It's going to be grand. I should hope so. How are the rest of you feeling? See any good supplies? Huh? Cook? Oh, I'm sorry, Captain. I gotta tell you, I asked for two barrels of, uh, of oranges, and they only gave us one barrel of oranges, so I need to go have a talk with them, because I know we paid for two. And, um, we do have some rum on board, but you know what happened last time with the rum, so I'm, I'm trying to make sure to secure that properly, but I think, for the most part, we have everything we need. Good, good. Be nice eating something other than hardtack. Is uh, you know, haven't been regular since with a week's diet of nothing but that. Oh, hey, none of us have been, Captain. I know. Oh, Ram, how goes things in the market? Anything catch your eye? Uh, no, Captain, I... I think we are quite well supplied with all the rum and the oranges. Yaha. Yo ho! <laughs> Yo ho! Yaha. <laughs> all right then. What are we doing here? Our legs aren't suited for land. There be a ship well acquainted with our old knees. Cookie. You're waiting out on the seas. Cookie, you are desperate to get this other barrel of oranges that you paid for specifically. You feel like you got cheated. And, uh, and you want those, you want those oranges come hell or high water. And you know what shop it is. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Malazar Supply. And it's, uh, on the way to the docks, so. All right, Captain, well, on the way to the boat, I just need to talk to that bastard at Malazar's. 
Mm, if he gives you any trouble, you let us know. We'll handle him. Oh, I will, Captain. Don't you worry. Give him the old one-two. Well, I may give him a three. Four and close the door. I, I can't count higher than that, Captain, but sure. And, uh, and then five, six, and then... Uh, we'll, five uh, and six. We'll kick him and then... Uh, We'll work on that one. Right. right. We'll work on that one. Right. Okay. We're going to think of some good ones for when we run into pirates out of the open right. sea. Oh, that's true. All right. We'll be off with you. Go and settle your scar with the orange man. Aye, aye, Captain. And then I head off. As uh, as Cookie is uh, walking towards uh, Malasar's supplies, you you uh, you find yourself uh, amidst a huge port with uh, you know a wild assortment. Of, uh, of creatures and, uh, and, and uh, species. There are Andorians and Klingons and uh, even a few um, Betazoid women on, uh, on platforms dancing for burlesque with, uh, you know, with groups of, of people like hooping and hollering. Uh, you find Malasar's supply quite easily. It's near the docks uh, by design. And uh, as you peer through the window... Uh, you notice, uh, you notice a large Klingon standing menacingly over, uh, over, um, a, a small Ferengi, who you know to be Malasar. Where is it? Where is it? I don't know. I don't have it. I'm sorry. I don't have it. I know that you do. I watched you with it earlier. Now tell me where it is. I don't have it. I, you must have seen something else, okay? I'm watching you, Ferengi. We're always watching you. You notice that the, um, the uh, uh, Klingon is dressed all in black and has a, a very telltale uh, insignia, very lightly embossed on uh on his uh, on his um his uh his buckle that holds his uh his uh you know saber in place it's cutlass uh it's a small uh spiral and uh you quickly back away from the window while the Ferengi, oh, the uh, the klingon turns around and uh menacingly stomps through the door obviously quite angry and as you uh, walk into the shop, um, you notice the Ferengi Malasar uh, deeply distressed, talking to some of his like store associates and other Ferengi uh, in hushed whispers. Oh, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> How are you? Uh, welcome to Malasar's again. Can I help no, you? No, I don't want to hear any of that, uh, Malasar. I paid for two barrels of oranges. Two barrels. There was one barrel. Sent to the ship. Only oh, one. Okay. Look, it's the unit of measurement. It's it's two barrels worth of oranges in the sink. It's a large barrel. It's large. You could have had two smaller barrels for the amount of money. You know what? It's it's fine. Actually, it's it's fine. I have something for you. <laughs> It'll make up for everything. Just come here to the back room with me, quickly, <laughs> please. I I. All right. And then I'd follow him. The Ferengi uh, pushes away uh, a, a draped curtain 
and uh, brings you into a back uh, supply room, basically. There's a small table with, uh, you know, several supplies and nets and fishing equipment and just knickknacks. Um, <clears throat> and the Ferengi um, walks over to the uh, edge of the table where there's a small scroll. And um, the Ferengi grips it a little too tightly and is shaking as they as they look up at you with their big Ferengi eyes. <laughs> and they say, Ah, all right. Uh, what did you say your name? No, you know what? I don't even want to know. Uh, here's the deal, okay? Um, you want another barrel of oranges, right? And I, I, I'll give you a few oranges extra on top of the oranges we already agreed upon. However, however, I'm going to throw something in for you, okay? Who, man? I'm going to throw something in. You ready? Have you ever heard of Elysian Fields? Uh, Elysian Fields. Yeah, Elysian Fields. Nope, never heard? heard of it. Nope, what is it? Okay. Look, there's a treasure in Elysian Fields. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody knows about it. But nobody has been able to find Elysian Fields. Hmm. Right. So, instead of a full barrel of oranges, you're going to give me a map to a treasure just like that. And, and a few oranges on the side. Listen, listen, listen. I can't mount an expedition to Elysian Fields. It's worthless to me. But you can have this in exchange for the oranges that you said you didn't get. How's that? You know, look at I'd it. argue. Just, just look at it. Just look at it. Just look at it. I'm going to look at it. Hands and it to I, you, thrusts it oh, at I, you. I, I'm going to, like, angrily snatch it from him, <laughs> give him an eye, and then unroll it and take a look. You see, um, <clears throat> you see what appears to be, um, what appears to be a, uh, a map of the region, but there's a, a wide, uh, circular spiral being drawn into a, in, into a, a certain location way out in the middle of the ocean. Um, you also see, um, you also see, um, a, a rendering of, um, uh, like a pile of coins, a cave, and a compass. And on the compass, you notice that inside the dial is not a regular needle, but what you know to be an isolinear chip. A very particular isolinear chip. One that has the notches and grooves in it, denoting it as a holodeck specific isolinear chip this is a strange map you have here but if it's is it accurate i'm not, I'm not talking about the treasure as it were but just for very, measurements very reliable sources have given me this map all right it's 100 percent legitimate and it's worth a lot of money i could be selling it to you honestly Oh, no, all right, all right. Uh, uh, <sighs> you have yourself a deal. And then I put my hand out. Perfect. Take a handful of oranges and just, and go. Oh, Take a handful of oranges uh, and go. Uh, it's going to be an armful, not a handful. Okay, whatever, just I'm... take them and go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So I'm going to load up with the oranges and then just sort of walk out with them. And, and the, hide uh, and that map, thing. Probably. Uh, oh, uh, uh. uh uh, nice doing business with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, you exit the shop, uh, Malasar Supply. You uh, see the rest of the crew um, engaging in some uh, some uh, uh, window shopping, I guess, at the market. Um, and uh, you join up with the rest of them. <clears throat> Captain! Captain! <clears throat> uh, oh, I wasn't able... I wasn't able to get a full barrel of oranges. However, I may have something that could pique your interest. But I can't show it to you here. It's in my pants. Captain? Anyways, uh, we were just window shopping here. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'll tell you what. I'll meet you on board uh, a, a, a little bit later, and then I'll show it to you. And then I'm going to... No, that's quite all right. <laughs> uh, 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 maybe get the ship doctor to check that out. No, no. Ca Captain, no. No, Captain. <clears throat> it's a map. You got a map in your pants. I, I do. I have a map in my pants. Is this be some sort of a, how they say, romanticizing that you don't pick up here, trying to, what do they call them, the pick up lines? Are you trying to lay that down no. on me or something? No. Is there buried no, treasure in there? No, well, I mean, maybe, but not that way. No, it's an actual piece of parchment with lines drawn on it, and and not exactly an X marks the spot, but yeah, I, I can show it to you. I just don't want to pull it out here while we're in the port. Right. Might want to keep that in your pants. If you pull it out in the market, it might cause I'm a fuss. Exactly, yes. Yes, don't okay. want anyone plundering it. No, absolutely not. So, here's the deal. You just pull it out on the ship in private, just me and you, so no one else right. can see it, just in case. Right. Absolutely, Captain. All right. Well, be on with you. The handful of oranges looks uh, looks mighty heavy there. You, yeah, did, you oh, did, yeah, did get quite a lot. I did, yes. It's not quite a barrel. It's probably uh, 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 some of a barrel. Yeah, it's a, I just appreciate you not putting it in your pants. Uh, oh, I didn't think about that. Wow, no, fine. don't do that. <laughs> that's All right. part of the time. All right. I'll just carry them. You, uh, All right. you hear a voice. Uh, from behind you, Captain. Captain hey? Lockstead? Is that you? And you turn to see an acquaintance of yours. Uh, one moment, let me hold up. Uh, Captain Lockstep, how have you been? It's been years. There's a woman, a tall woman with uh, short red hair, uh, who is um, standing uncomfortably close to you. She's breathing heavily, and behind her, to her left, is that large Klingon from earlier, dressed all in black. <laughs> well, well, blow me down. 
What are you doing here? We just stopped for... She looks over at the Klingon. A little... resupply. Some information. I could ask the same of you. Just getting some oranges. Oranges? Yes. Have you given any more thought to... Becoming one with her dark majesty. You know, I have given it a little thought. And... Thinks I need a little more time to think on it. Time is an illusion, Captain. We are not at the mercy of time in the void. It's always personal space with you. I can feel your breath. <sighs> the Klingon behind her grunts and kind of flexes a little bit. He's been working out. <laughs> I see. Well, I've noticed the Loveless has gotten itself a refit, a new paint job, and a new plate. Quite observant with that one good eye of yours. Oh, it has. My eye can see more than both of yours. And I see now that your privateers. Aye, that we are. Well, should you ever change your mind? The void welcomes you. And she backs away and turns around. The Klingon eyes you, kind of sizes you up, kind of grunts a little bit. And, uh, Flex at him a little bit. <laughs> then follows her away. And, uh, and you're left back at the market. <clears throat> Captain! <clears throat> Well, I saw that tall one there arguing with uh, Malasars earlier. He seems like a, an Andre sort. Oi, very fit as well, and working out. Yeah, well, I, I suppose you know that lady there. Oi, old acquaintance, be harmony. Hmm. Not much known about this void. I really speaks of, but every time, offer always is the same. Do, do, do you think she's hitting on you, Captain? No. I thought you were hitting on me like five minutes ago. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm not practiced at, at, at what that is, so I... No, that, hey. I wasn't. Uh, no, no. Talking about her void or whatever, I'm just saying. I don't. Anyway... Uh, I should be getting these oranges back to the, uh, ship. Oi, or, actually, why don't you have one of the, one of the cabin boys bring it back on the ship for you, and we do a little window shopping. Oh, that's fine, that's fine, I'll, uh, I'll just keep the map in my pants. Cabin boy! I'm gonna offload him to hopefully someone that's right there. 
cabin you, boy and Gregor. You, you have one. Um, you have one uh, accomplice with you, but they cannot speak. They are mute, and uh, <laughs> and they are they are purely on autopilot, like they've been lobotomized. They respond to whistles, and that's about it. Uh, here you go. No, don't give me any lip. It kind of <laughs> st- kind of stares at you, like questioning, like what do you what? Uh, take? Take the uh, oranges to the ship oh, and put them in in in, uh, in with the other oranges and the in the hold this, there with the food. This heaving hulk of a of a of a tattered mute is like drooling a little bit at the sides of its mouth. It's, it's very few teeth. And its lips are kind of on, on a side angle. And it does not understand your words whatsoever. If I may. At the whistle, the mute immediately uh, makes a, a, a straight beeline for the ship in a straight line, like irrespective of tables or people or the <laughs> ocean, and just goes straight to the ship with all of the, with all of the gear. No, that's why you're the quartermaster. Arr. Did you whistle him passive? <laughs> Might want to do that. He's running into quite a few things. It, as there a whistle to go around things? No. Well, yes. We're but lucky no. this even works. <clears throat> It'd be such a complicated whistle. Not many know how to do it. <laughs> I, never, I never learned how to whistle. <laughs> do you not recall the time that we accidentally dropped off that entire group that was set to aggressive. I tore the market asunder, attacked everything that breathed. Anything that it saw was attacked. Not well. No, not very well. Anyways, we have a bit of time to scour the market, maybe do a bit of winter shopping, see if anything catches our eye. Um, the sun is beginning to set, and, uh, you would like to, uh, you'd like to, um, get out of the market as soon as possible. You know that there are some pretty dangerous characters come out at night at this market. And you'd feel safer sleeping on the open ocean than you would here at this, uh, at Port Rigel. I'll take it like a quick look around. On second thought, these people kind of freak me out. Let's go back on the ship. We'll just, oh, go, aye, aye, Captain. we'll just follow the path that uh, the uh, cabin boy made for us. The, the path <laughs> of destruction. God. Straight as an arrow. So, um, the, uh, the crew comes aboard the, uh, the HMS, the newly christened, newly rechristened HMS Loveless. Um, let's see here. Here we go. Uh oh. Oh no. I don't know why I did that. He goofed it. Goofed it. There it is. This bird, this bird is itchy. The HMS Loveless is a uh, is a ship that has recently been rechristened from its uh, from its original pirate uh, name of just Loveless. Uh, it is now a ship in service of His Majesty's Royal Navy. It has been given letters of mark 
and is uh, considered a privateer by His Majesty's royal forces. So it's up to you, Captain. Didn't you have something to show me that was in your... What, that oh. map that you had? Well, right. We, got, we need to go to your private quarters. I don't want... I mean, I know we know most of the men here on the ship, but, uh, you know, just in case. Right. Eric I should probably make... going to go do quartermaster duties. I should probably make an announcement. All right, all you scallywags. Need not go into me private quarters because I'm going to be headed there with her cook. Because he's got something to show me. It, it, it's, just don't go there. I believe the custom is to leave a sock on your door, Captain. Is it? What are socks? <clears throat> oh, I, I, I used to own a pair of socks. I, I don't be, anymore. They just sort just, of tattered and fell away after a while, you know. As don't they put do. no socks on the door. Just come and show me what you got. I mean, the map. Not <clears throat> Aye, Captain. I'll follow you into your uh, your stateroom, I suppose. <laughs> All right, Captain. <clears throat> Hold on. I kind of went far down in there. Okay, <clears throat> just tell me when you got it out. <clears throat> Ah, right. I've got it. Don't worry. I'm decent. decent. I'm okay. decent. I'm fine. You're the only one to be handling that map. Just so you know. <laughs> Congratulations. You've been promoted to uh, <laughs> navigator. Cookie navigator. I've never heard of such a thing. I'm honored. Thank you. Right. So, and I'm going to unravel it and hold it out to him. Not too a distance. Close. <laughs> distance. So, as you can see, Captain, there's some abnormalities about this thing, mainly the compass, but it seems that this might be a okay map to a potential treasure. What do you think? Hmm. Oh, you think it'd be something worth looking at? Well, that's why I'm holding it up for you. Yes, yes, and I respect that you haven't shoved it in my face after where it's been. Well, you know, it doesn't smell or anything. I've taken a shower last month. Taken a shower last month? Look at you, old yeah. fancy. Oh, they've got these things, and the water just falls right out of it. It's a wonder. It's, you know, the advanced technologies they've got. It should be it should be known to the rest of the crew uh, that um, voices travel exceedingly far on this ship, and all of you can hear literally everything that is said to anyone ever. There is no there is no whispering allowed, or available, to anyone aboard the HMS Loveless because you were only able to speak at a volume that literally everyone can hear. <laughs> So, what I'm thinking is, um, I'm not sure where we're supposed to be heading, but, judging by the map, we're currently here, and if we go in that direction, we could at least see if there's something there. What would that be, uh, what, what direction would that be as, uh, the ship's new navigator slash cook, what direction are you gonna be sailing in? 
Oh, uh, I want to say north, Captain. Judging by the bay that we're in, I think it's out of the bay and then straight starboard. And then, hey. so, right. So, uh, not toward the uh, setting sun, but with the setting sun on our, uh, on our left, I think. I'm kind of new to this whole navigating thing. Maybe we should give it to the helmsman. Helmsman might be able to make do with this. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's fine, too. I, you know, I don't, I actually do have to start working on, on the, uh, the meal soon. I, I will uh, bring them in privately. That way uh, we don't uh, make the rest of the crew get all excited about the treasure map that we found. Right, right. Don't let them know about the treasure map. Got it. Got it, yes. Go, go ahead and uh, call for the call for our helmsman. Oh, sure, sure. I'll open up the door. Helmsman! The universe has uh, bestowed upon the crew of the Loveless an extra point of threat. Thank you, Vixie. <clears throat> the threat count is now at four. Great. We're gonna sink. <clears throat> uh, yes? Uh, help, uh, helpsman, please. Come on in. Come on in. Close the door. Be quiet about it, though. And be uh, quiet are, are, we, about are we seeing what's in your pants? Yes. Right, Absolutely. okay. Uh, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll make sure to close the door behind us. <clears throat> we thought you could make sense of it being a helmsman and all. Right. So, would you like to hold the map, helmsman? No, don't let him hold the map. Oh, I'm just saying, you know. Fine. All right. Is there a well, problem? Can we we just put it map? on the table. What? Oh. You don't want to hold the map. That's a better idea. I'm going to go put it on the table and take some knick-knack from the desk and put it on the corners to hold it down. <clears throat> so, as you can see, this be a map and there'll be treasure right there on the X. We just need to know how to get there. And you being the helmsman, where do we go? You think you can chart us a course there? Right, I can um, give it a go. I, I, I do know my port starboards and sterns. I, I think that will help. To Lieutenant Ram, the artificial crewmate of the USS Loveless, um, this map is child's play. It is very clearly, obviously marked in a way that you can understand in a grid-based system. And you know that you're heading to grid uh, C3, and you're currently at, like, A2. You know exactly where you're going. <laughs> that way. <laughs> Yarhar, Captain, I shall give it my best shot to analyze this difficult map. Fantastic. We should get the quartermaster in here so we can have the ship ready to go as soon as possible. The quartermaster. Go ahead and send for the quartermaster, but be private about it. We don't want to alert the rest of the ship. Herrick opens up a weird door that's down a staircase in the captain's quarters for some reason <laughs> and comes up from there. You call oh! for me? Herrick! I, I would just speak of the devil. We were just talking about you. I heard. You must have really good ears, Eric. Everyone <laughs> heard. 
Don't talk about his ears, Captain. Nobody else heard, just us, because this is a secret meeting that we're having here. No one else, uh, no one else, no one else heard. Someone has whistled the mutes off the cannons. Whistle them back. They won't listen. Oh, dang it. Well, we don't need them on the cannons right now. We need them on the sails because we found a treasure map and we're going to go to it. Very good, Captain. Let's go ahead. Why don't you uh, whistle them on to the sails and we'll get ourselves set for adventure. And this very complex map we got, it's going to take quite a bit of navigating around. Right, but we should be able to get there within a couple of days, Captain Yaha. That's Six the standard hours. time. Si oh, oh. Right. Ah, uh, I don't know. Six One hours? Is, is that, is that a long, long time? Doesn't seem like a very yeah. long time on the sea. It is. I mean, we could Trust always do me. little bits of small talk, you know, as we sail. Of course, maybe. A, maybe. a few tunes with our accordions and uh, trumpets. We could dance for five hours. I used to play a harmonica. I suppose I could pull that out. Hey, half the adventure is getting there. All right, enough standing about. Let's go ahead and make our way to treasure. To treasure! Hi, sir. Yaha! That's a spirit. So, as Herrick whistles the mutes onto the uh, onto the, the sails, there is still nobody on the helm, unless Lieutenant Ram is onto the helm now. Ram would have gone to the helm okay. from there. Alright, so when Lieutenant Ram is on the helm, Herrick is on the sails, and uh, and um, and as you're <clears throat> as you're pulling out of the uh, of the the port. It is pretty busy. Um, <laughs> the holodeck crashes. Um, and even I'll, I'll need a roll from you. <clears throat> I'm gonna need a command and or a control and con roll of a complication of three. Test roll of two. Oh boy. Oh okay, it's a full success. So um, <clears throat> the um the ship sails very gradually unfurl and in like an expert fashion your um your your ship is very slowly pulling out of the dock and uh you're just gently leaving behind the you know the the the, the marketplace it's starting to get dark you, you're understanding that you know you don't want to stick around for too much longer your uh <clears throat> your ship is as making way out of this port when you see um you see a large uh white bird um fly overhead it's kind of listing a little bit and it's flying very slowly and low over your vessel and um it's at this moment that you realize that um the ship is uncomfortably close to a much larger vessel a brigantine uh which you know to be a ship called the, uh, where is it? Here it is. Which you know to be a ship called the Void's Embrace. It is, uh... The third one. <laughs> it is a diabolical-looking ship and, uh, is crewed by, uh, an entire crew of, uh, 
of very horrifying looking individuals who um who are like are like dressed in these 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 awful leather outfits and you're kind of idly wondering like what kind of leather they are and one of them like one thing that the void does is they like take things that uh you know from people that they've conquered or ships that they've sunk and one of them uh near the bow of the ship has like these little bunny ears on clearly something that they've just stolen from someone else and um your ship in any other circumstance would be absolutely giving the right of way to this much larger vessel however your um your uh uh rudder is now not functioning your sails have halted and cannot be withdrawn and you are on a collision course for the void's embrace as the threat meter is reduced oops the threat meter is reduced by one back down to three uh captain what's going on uh look and ram points towards the ship ah Aye, it'd be a larger ship than ours. Give it way. Well, uh, a little bit of a difficulty with that. There appears to be no, uh, as they say, um, wind in our sails. We'll turn the ship. Uh, it's a little bit difficult, Captain. The bird has landed, this large white bird. And you can see now that it's up close, it's clearly been painted with lead paint. Ah. It's flaking off. It's near the helm, kind of looking at you. And up this close, you're, you're not quite able to determine whether it's a vulture or a raven because it's modeled <laughs> and like it like it has mange. It's very sickly looking and clearly deranged, but it's, uh, it is eyeing you. Eyeing you in a very uncomfortable way. That's the ugliest bird I ever did see. Off with you, you wild beast! Don't make eye contact with it. Why? Eric is looking through a spyglass he, for some reason, has. And I do believe that is the ship of the people that got angry about a dwarf once. We're about to run right into it if you don't turn the wheel. Why haven't you turned the wheel, Ram? I, I, I promise you, Captain, I am trying. It's a little bit, um, uh, budged. Drop anchor. That's a good idea. Let's drop anchor before we run into it. Whistle all crew to drop anchor. The anchor isn't enough, and the ship collides with the void's embrace, bringing both ships to a halt. Everything is uncomfortably still for just this moment as you see the large Klingon from before slowly meander his giant body ever so closer to the edge of the Void's embrace. And it looks down at you with a, with a carbine, this long uh, <laughs> rifle glittering with some kind of metal that's unknown to you. 
like this clearly this clearly OOP weapon and it's eyeing you captain right in the face and behind him a voice just says Mr. Vulture that will not be necessary as the administrix Harmony Meadows comes creeping up from behind him and uh begins to walk along the bow of your ship that's sticking into the Void's embrace and just slowly walking towards you. It, she, makes, uh, she makes a contact with your deck and, uh, and she's there on your ship suddenly. <laughs> Captain, I'm sure there's some way we can work this out. You know, I couldn't agree more. Uh, fun in running into you here, uh, literally and uh, figuratively. We would be ever so grateful, Captain Lockstep, for the opportunity to bring you into the void. You really do want me to join this void of yours? Someone uh, will join the void from this ship. Anyone from this ship, you say, would do just fine for you. And what be it? The cost of joining the void. They will be welcomed with open arms to her dark majesty. I don't mean I gotta give up a crewmate to you. Just the void, right? We will be taking one member of this ship's crew, Captain, in exchange. <laughs> the Klingon bristles a little bit at that. And you see just a few more members of the void appear over the edge. A few more. The guns are run out. And you see this, this cannon after cannon after cannon after cannon being deployed from the Void's embrace. We only have Green Hull. One moment. I'll whistle. <laughs> All of the mutes come running towards you <laughs> immediately. Every mute on the ship. They're pouring from under the deck. <laughs> yeah, you can well, hear you can hear some of them rustling around below deck, and eventually they too find their way to the top of the ship. Get them to stop. <laughs> okay, take your pick, whichever one you want. Herrick is just furiously swiping the just gigantic poops the bird is making <laughs> off the deck. <laughs> the bird, Constantly. the bird is uh, is bristling at this and does not want you to touch them. They are his. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> very well, Captain. We will be taking all of your mutes. You, the condition was one. All of your mutes. And every one of the mutes is now following the Administrix Harmony Meadows back to the Void's Embrace. Expertly walking along the 
the uh, the, the 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 bow of the ship that's stuck into the void's embrace, making their way aboard. And uh, and a few members of the void swing over to your uh, to your ship and uh, are able to uh, push it ever so slightly away from the void's embrace. <laughs> you manage barely to escape this encounter with your hull intact and your lives spared. As the, um, uh, as the Void's Embrace lowers its sails, the bird, uh, screeches and begins to fly away slowly, kind of crazily, <laughs> and makes its way, um, back to the Void's Embrace. Uh, was I, was I below decks cooking or was I, was I... Everyone can hear anything that ever happens on the ships, so you know what happened. Okay. There's no whispering aboard any ship. <laughs> okay. So so then at that point, I am going to... I'm assuming I was cooking, and I'm going to come up and be like, oh, Captain, I made an awful lot of food for there not to be a lot of people to eat it. I don't know if I can keep it. That be the least of our worries now. Well, just put it in the larder because you've been promoted again. This time, the Lord's crewmate. Lord crewmate, that's... Lord crewmate, you are the only crewmate, therefore you are the leader of them all. (laughs) You are the cook, you are the navigator, and you're the Lord commander of the crewmates. Right. Which is being right. yourself. Right. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and head back down. As the, uh, as the HMS Loveless begins to make way, the sun is setting. The voids embrace um, into the distance now. Um, <laughs> Fires a yellow flare. <laughs> into the distance now. You, uh, you make way towards the... Um, Towards the uh, the objective, your goal, this map, with this large uh, spiral shape in one of the grids, and um, you, Lieutenant Ram, at the helm, are very intently, expertly watching uh, for any kind of uh, any kind of abnormality, and. Way, way off in the distance, you see uh, a bright red light, tiny as a pinprick, but you're sure that you can see it. Uh, um, Captain? Aye? I, I, I'm unsure if it's um something that's just messing with my optical senses, but there appears to be some sort of... um bright light in the distance don't go towards the light I mean okay we can keep on sailing then oh different light oh well does it be in the direction towards where the X marks the spot for the treasure it is 
Yes, Captain. I, I do believe it is in that direction. Do, do you still want me to stay clear of the light? Absolutely not. Go straight for it. Consider this ship a moth. A what, Captain? A moth. I'm not sure if I get the reference, Captain. Oh, it's okay. No, just, just sail straight for the light. Even if it kills think, us. Captain. All right, so the uh, HMS Loveless is uh, underway towards a light. Um, you should get there in a few hours. Um, <clears throat> back outside of Holodeck 2, um, Ensign Ryak and Ensign Salixon are struggling because there is still a klaxon and there is still the issue of of uh, the entire bridge crew locked inside of holodeck 2 um ensign salixon is is sweating um just absolutely drenched and uh <laughs> and uh and 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 there's a uh, there's there's a uh, ensign ryak near him with like a little with like a little a little towel for his for his forehead but um <laughs> but before them is a counter uh a counter and the counter reads 30 minutes <laughs> And they know that if this counter ever reaches zero, the ship's main computer will deploy the automated defense systems to purge the holodecks of any intruders. The holodeck does not contain the captain, according to the ship's main computer, because everyone's comm badge was left in their quarters. We'll return in a few minutes for the epic conclusion of this episode of Star Trek Adventures Loveless. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second half of Star Trek Adventures Loveless. Um, today, we are uh, wrapping up our, our holodeck episode. Where are we at? There we go. Uh, the crew of the HMS Loveless has um has recently uh been tasked by uh by a magistrate of his majesty's royal navy with privateering duties these uh privateering duties include uh ensuring that uh ships are able to transport goods freely in this region of the world without interference from pirates um, the HMS Loveless has, uh, witnessed a, uh, a pinpoint of light on the horizon. Uh, it's becoming dusk at this moment, so it's difficult to see anything more, but you, Lieutenant Ram noticed this pinpoint of light, and the HMS Loveless is currently en route. Uh, in fact, you're almost there, and you can begin to see what looks like what looks like a ship or the remains of a ship um your 
your uh, eyes are still really kind of trying to adjust to the light. But um, you're, notice, you're noticing now that some of the lamps, the lanterns, are, uh, are broken. They're not working. And instead, there is a, um, there is a glow. But you're realizing now that the ship is, uh, is on fire. And there is a elderly man um, desperately bailing water out of this vessel and, like, shivering because it's cold. And uh, the HMS Loveless has just happened upon this scene. Well, by the seven seas... Oh, oh, hello, please, can you help me bail the water out? I'm going down. I think your ship be a lost cause. No, it can't be. Please help. We'll offer you help. You come aboard our ship. I ain't going to help you save something that's already gone. Are you some kind of pirate? No, worse than that. Captain, better, better, better than that. Nope. I know what I said. <laughs> we're, we're, we're privateers. So, make that uh, what you will. Uh, uh, the man um, is distraught. And immediately runs down below deck. The ship is still sinking. What's the fool planning? I I, I don't know. I, could we throw a rope oh. that distance? Are we close enough? Yeah, you are absolutely within distance to board. Yeah. Hmm. Should we uh, should we go over there and try and get him, Captain, or let him go down with Aye. the ship? Mm, there's always a let a man go down with his ship, but I pity the poor bastard. Let's hmm. let's find out what he's doing. Why is his ship so valuable to him? Command, I'll, uh, Commander Herrick spots uh, just uh, into the water um, as you're idly scanning the the ocean. You notice that there are several sharks. Ooh, large sharks. It would be ill-advisable to miss. Agreed. You coming with? No. <laughs> who's all? Who's on the boarding party? Oh, I'm going hundred percent. I'll go over too. Oh, I'll head over with you, Captain. Uh, I will keep the uh, ship steady, Captain. Good plan. Good okay. plan. All right. So, um, get your um, get your your grappling hooks ready. I'm gonna have you make a roll. A command and con roll uh, with a difficulty of two. You've noticed that the sails are completely in tatters and they don't they don't function as sails anymore. But you still notice that one of the masts is 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 looks like it could be steady enough for your grappling hooks. You're aiming for the mast. Okay. Um, so, um, Lieutenant Commander Belmont. Fires the, the grappling hook and is that barely manages to stick it. 
and uh, swings over. But uh, there's like too much slack, and your feet like just brush across the the, the ocean water. You you feel the cold like chill from wet feet, ocean, wet ocean feet, and you uh, and you see the shark, Herrick, begin to just idly swim a little closer. But you do make it onto the, the deck of the ship, and you let go of your grappling hook. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there. For the record, Her- Herrick looks satisfied at his decision to not do this. Uh, Captain, go ahead and make a roll for me. Oh, did you already make that roll? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Uh, task roll of one or two. Uh, task roll of two, uh, and command okay. and con roll, complication of, of, what did I say? Two? Two or three? Yeah, you said two. Yeah, two. Complication of two. Two. Alrighty. Woo! Okay, yeah, expertly, like you've done it a million times. Throw the grappling hook, hit it, and then swing. You uh, you even do this the cool little thing where you like let go a little bit before you hit the ground, hit the the deck of the ship, and you know your your feet make a little splashy, splash, and you and you're there. You're instantly right there. Um, uh, do you have you do do you draw your weapons at all? Yeah, I'll I'll draw my uh, cutlass. So it case. should be noted that all of you uh, all of you have uh, a hollow cutlass. And a hollow flintlock. I'm pulling out the flintlock. The flintlock will take a uh, turn for preparation for you to load it with okay. a ball and powder. <laughs> no, I've skilled into and it. And a rod. It doesn't matter. It's still it's gonna it's still gonna take you a preparation turn if there's combat to load it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> All right, it. so you've loaded, you've lo- you've you've brought out your flintlock, and you have the loading supplies ready to use. Ready, it. right? Okay. All right. Well, um, you're here on the deck of the ship. Um, you hear some rustling from below deck, and and the 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 crazy elderly man uh, appears again. This time in a suit of glistening armor, and a and a um and a magnificent weapon, a carbine, much like the one that you saw the uh, the Klingon wield earlier. It's, it almost shimmers with this unknown substance. And uh, he just kind of ungainly uh, marches up the stairs. Now you listen here! I won't be taken prisoner! Not by the likes of you! <clears throat> well, if you won't be if you won't be our prisoner, then you'll be dead. <laughs> oh. The man is shaking as he raises up the carbine. I'd rather be dead than a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, listen, this doesn't have to be any bloodshed. You're in a suit of armor, which if you fall overboard, you're going straight down to the bottom. I'd rather so you're in a- Davy Jones take me than you. Uh, right, but maybe it'd be better if Davy Jones takes nobody today. Um, you're, there, you, we can't, you can't save your boat. Uh, wh- whatever, whatever you have on it, it's gone. There's nothing you can do. You can come with us. And live. At, at that, the man just sinks to his knees and, uh, sinks oh. to his knees and, uh, and just kind of starts sobbing as the, the ship is slowly sinking around you. I know. <laughs> I know. I've got nothing left. 
I, they took it all. They took all of it. They took my daughter. Not even my ship, it's hers. Who took it? Who took your ship? Who took your daughter? <laughs> the void. Captain. Yes? The ship is sinking. It does smell a bit, doesn't it? Are you going to sink on a ship that ain't even yours? Are you going to come with us to rescue your daughter? I, Captain. And the old man rises up to his feet unsteadily, and you manage to uh, uh, swing over. You and uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont, <laughs> Cookie. Manage to make your way over to the uh, to the Loveless, and you you take the the grappling hook and toss it over to the man who rakes it into his armor and hoist him aboard as the uh, as the ship sinks. Um, it's dark, and there is no more light from the uh, from the burning vessel. The sharks have not been fed tonight, but the man is uh, very clearly. Distraught as he uh, kneels oh. at the uh, on the deck, <clears throat> shivering uh, in the cold. Captain, uh, permission to go get him a blanket and uh, some stew. Of course not. Let him freeze. No, no, I'm not that mean. Go ahead and get him warm. <laughs> Good one, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> you take trimamine before you got on the holiday. Arr. <laughs> it's like, arr. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, um, so you come back with go- the stew. Well, yeah, which the stew is uh, fish and orange. By the way, I just cut up the oranges and threw it in with a bunch of <laughs> fish. There's bones and all. Here. <laughs> Here, here's some stew. It's nice and hot, and here you go. And I, I, I don't know if he still has the armor on, but I'm gonna put the blanket directly over that, is that on him. Oranges and fish? Yeah, it is. It's my own recipe. Oh, it's just like me mum used to make. And he just starts oh. the bowl of fish and orange soup. It's yeah, the. It's, Demeanor for the man is slowly returning, but he's still very old and shivery. Herrick has decided the more he learns about humans, the less he knows about humans. <laughs> is he still wearing that glistening armor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you get out of that heavy armor of yours? Maybe find something a tad warmer than cold steel. That's all I all I have, Captain. All no I have, freeze. All I have left in the world. <clears throat> are are you naked under there? Because we can get you some clothes. No, I got cloth. Oh. Right. Well, we can just store it. I mean, we can't. We're stuck in the ocean. We can't go anywhere with it. <sighs> all right. He starts taking off the uh, the armor. Um, the, uh, uh, is anyone close to him right now while he's doing this? 
I am. I'm I'm pretty close. Okay. So um uh you can make a roll for me if you'd like to uh to uh let's see here. Let me grab your Yeah, if you want to make a um <clears throat> an insight and uh insight and we'll say engineering roll with a complication of two task roll of two. Okay. Okay, so full success. As um as the man's peeling off this armor, you uh you notice by the lamplight on the uh on the deck of the USS or the HMS Loveless that the um that there are um there are uh symbols, insignia. Typically on, on quality armor such as this, the uh makers will impart some sigil or sign to show the craftsmanship was by a certain guild. Um, but where there would normally be a, uh, craftsmanship symbol on this armor, you notice that it is, uh, it is not like any guild you've ever seen. In fact, it has been either replaced or was put there intentionally as a small spiral being emb embossed directly into the metal. Oh, uh, <clears throat> ca ca Captain, Captain. Can I talk to you for a minute, please, over here? You want to go in the private quarters to speak about it? Uh, no, I think we can probably keep our voices down over across the oh, deck. Okay. Sure, okay then. Right. <clears throat> Lieutenant Ram and Commander Herrick can absolutely hear this. <laughs> <clears throat> Captain, on this man's armor is a spiral and I saw the same thing on the big hulkin man with that lady that was all you know the void lady that there's the same symbol so I don't know if we should be trusting this man here hmm you think this is some sort of elaborate ruse that he was placed there on purpose well now I do I didn't before I just didn't un I, yeah absolutely Mm, it does seem a bit suspicious, it does, however, hmm, symbol on an armor isn't, isn't enough evidence. We should ask him about it, where he procured the armor. Maybe we'll find something out from there. Aye, Captain. Or throw him overboard, I could care less. No, no, I, I, you know, we went through the trouble of pulling him up onto the ship, and it was a bit heavy with that armor, I'd rather not throw him over. I'm, you know, a bit tired. Well, we have the armor. He's a lot He's a lot lighter without the armor on. Oh, that's true. It's up to you, Captain. I, I... We'll see if he is suspicious. And if he is, we'll throw him overboard. Keep Aye, the Captain. armor. Aye. Alright, don't confront him. Just try not to scare him too much. Like, we are going to throw him over. Uh... But it might consider it. R I, right. Absolutely, Captain. Right. As you uh, make your way back towards uh, the old man, uh, he looks up at you with a toothless grin. Oi, Captain. So, very nice armory you got. Where'd you procure it from? Oh, that. Oh. When they were sinking me ship. They, uh, 
it took me daughter. He took me daughter and they sent one of their own over to take me, but <laughs> there was a storm. <laughs> and I managed to kill him. I've never killed a man before. <laughs> but I took his armor and the the void ship just kept on going like it was nothing. Nothing at all. My ship was destroyed, but it was like nothing I'd ever seen. Some kind of magic. Like it didn't even notice the storm. You say you killed someone for this armor? I, one of the voids. How did you kill someone with such magnificent armor being an old man? Take no offense. Well, I had a cannon. Doesn't take much to knock a man out with a cannonball. You shot the man with the cannon. Right. Were there any cannons on that ship that uh, that yeah, was burning? There, well, there were, but it would have been it would probably been kind of hard to see them. They're, yeah. yeah. Uh, sir, can I just congratulate you on your aim? Don't take much aim, kiddo. I was the right in front of you. Let me get it straight. Yes. Oh, a uh, member of the Void jumps on your ship, you shoot him with a cannon, you steal the armor, and the Void just sails off and don't care about a dead crewmate? They had what they wanted. They had me daughter. Why is your daughter so important to the Void? I don't know. They've been going around taking people, whisking them away. The woman said she didn't want me. Evidently didn't want her crewmate you killed either. Finding it very suspicious. How can you prove to me that you actually did manage to shoot one of the Void members dead with a cannon while wearing that armor? Um, we could go diving for it. It's down there somewhere. Not worth it. Is there any indication on the armor that it had been shot a cannon. It would be difficult to tell as the holodeck's rendering of damage done to armor is uh, is minimal at best. Although you can tell that this armor has been damaged. <clears throat> all right, all right. But for safekeeping, we're going to keep you in below deck for now. Hi, Captain. Just save me, daughter. I'll give uh, you the <clears throat> armor if you want. Just save her. Uh, <clears throat> did you happen to see uh, what direction they sailed away in, perhaps? No. No. Storm. I wouldn't worry about that much. We'll run into them again. Already ran into them twice today. It's like nothing I'd ever seen, Captain. It was like nothing I'd ever seen, the... Cyclones just started. It just started. And it wouldn't stop. And the voice ship didn't even notice them. Be careful, Captain. Be careful. Beware. Careful be my middle name. Well, actually, it's Margaret. But I don't tell a living soul that. You've told all of us. 
trying to be dramatic here. The old man just gets up and walks towards the lower deck. Leaves, well, leaves the armor behind. You can take a look at it if you'd like. I'd like to wear the armor. You'd like to wear the armor? <laughs> uh, it's, um, this particular type of armor is... Why don't you go ahead and make a roll for me? Go ahead okay. and make a... You can make a make an insight and, uh, and science roll for me. The complication of three. The task roll of two. Or you can spend a mental. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to try this. Whoa. Oh, oh right. nice. Full success. Um, you know this metal that it's made of. Um, it feels different to you than anything else rendered in this holodeck. It's not holographic. It's alloy from the holodeck itself. Hmm. Um... It is heavily damaged, but um, you go to try to put it on, and it's almost impossible to buckle any of the buckles, and it feels like it wouldn't even be worth it. More cumbersome than anything. And it's freezing cold to the touch. Maybe it's not worth it. All right. Elmsman! Uh, yes, Captain? Continue on course. Or the treasure. Right away, Captain. I will, I, um... Uh, Herrick, could you raise the sails? Yaha? Yo-ho. And off to treasure we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Captain, I, di I didn't learn any, uh, sea shanty songs before, uh... I apologize. No, don't be apologizing, none. We can't sing most of them because, you know, the DMCAs, they're out there somewhere. <laughs> a group right. of pirates who plunder if they even dare hear a song murmured that not be belonging to you. Right. The, D the DMC. <laughs> right. The, the, the ch ch children of the sirens. I've heard of them. Yeah. Aye. They don't take kindly to singing songs you didn't write yourself. Right. All right. As uh, as the ship go becomes underway with uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont, uh, Commander Herrick, and Captain Lockstead all on each separate mast, as there are no more mutes, um, we cut back to the outside of the holodeck, which is, um, which is terrifying. And, uh, and, uh, there's still a klaxon. Hasn't stopped. And, uh, Ensign Salixson is, is, is performing digital surgery on this working system while it's running this incredibly advanced holographic system that he's, they're not really very familiar with in the first place. And uh, Ensign Ryak is there for emotional support. The uh, the uh, the the holographic like timer above them reads tw 
20 minutes. It's just flicked down to 19. And Ensign uh, Salixson is breathing heavily. The computer kicks on. Ensign, I am detecting high levels of stress. Deploying anti-stress measures. the U.S. Uh, HMS Loveless. Um, you've um, come near this, this large spiral shape on your map. Um, it is just reached midnight. The stars are coming out. Which is good, because Lieutenant Ram, you've been able to use a sextant um, to help, uh, you know, calibrate your directional sensors. The uh, area around you is warm, tropical. Even at night, the uh, water here is so clear that you could see easily, um, you know, 30 meters through it. Uh... You've noticed some bioluminescence. Jellies. Uh, small, weird fish. The water here is warm like a bathtub. And deep within the ocean somewhere, one of you swears you could have heard a growl of a whale. As you make your way very near this large red spiral on your map. Uh, and it's marked Elysian Fields. But there's nothing really in sight. Hmm. Hmm. Sure we're in the right place? I believe... So, I, I, I mean, I, following the grid, you know, it seems to be the right place. Hmm. It, it, I can have a look at the map again if you want. It, it, it was quite complicated. Yes. Very complicated map. Take a look at it again. Make sure we are. But may, maybe, you know, stabbing a knife into the map might help. I hear that's a thing people do. People do do that. We should do that. Yes. All right. Well... Take my knife out and stab the map on a wooden table. The map bleeds. Is it supposed <clears throat> to do that? Uh, I, I, huh? I don't think so, Captain. Mm, I, I don't feel good about doing this anymore. Yes, I thought this was just going to be cool. I, I thought this was the thing that, that, that people did. All right. You know what? I'm going to go up to the crow's nest and take a look around and see if I can find anything of interest. I will double check the map again and maybe take the knife out of it. 
No, it'll bleed out. Just leave it in. <laughs> Are we not concerned that the map is bleeding at the moment? Is this normal? I'm very concerned. That's why you leave the knife in or it'll bleed out. Right. Uh, right, right away, um, Captain. I, I, I will just observe the, around the knife. <clears throat> so, Captain, you're making your way up to the crow's nest? Yes, I Herrick. want to. Uh, I want to investigate around. Herrick, what are you doing? Herrick is just. <laughs> Herrick is surveying the uh, the islands as best he can through his uh, his spyglass from the deck. Mm-hmm. And Cookie. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sitting behind uh, Ram on a barrel with. Uh, what I, I think is as close to old rum as I could, you know, replicate. So I'm just sitting there taking sip and really not enjoying it, but trying to to be in it. Mm. Okay, definitely, definitely. Um, and so, Captain, you make your way up to the crow's nest. Uh, it's a pretty tall mast, but uh, you make your way up there. I'm going to get a roll from you. I'm going to get an insight and a uh, science roll. Okay. With a complication of three, because it's nighttime. Task rolled two. Okay, it's a partial success. Um, if you'd like to use momentum, I'll grant you the full success. Sure, let's uh, get that full success. All right. Uh, we'll bring the momentum counter down to two. Um, <clears throat> you through your spyglass it's a little cracked uh, but it still works you've had it for years and you notice that um, everything off in the distance is an inky black color but you're focused not really on the ocean but more on the horizon like the, the the stars because you should by all accounts be able to see stars all the way down to the horizon if you're in the middle of the ocean but there's one spot where the stars are kind of blacked out, like they've been matted out very, very discreetly in a, uh, in a, in a very low way. You normally miss it, but, um, you can see just off in the distance, there's appears to be a few stars missing on really low on the horizon. Very peculiar. Very, very peculiar. With that, I think I'll make my way back down. Okay. So, I guess with this knowledge, I think... Would Lockstead know that there's something wrong with the hollow deck itself? With um, that, or would he? Yeah, absolutely. Some sort of a non absolutely, you would you would understand that uh, knowing that there's alloy, and underst understanding that the map has a picture of an isolinear chip on it, I think you would understand that there's probably something wrong with the hollow deck. I'll immediately uh, head on over to uh, Belmont. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Belmont, uh, 
Belmont. Yes, I yes, Captain? I don't want to harsh everyone's good time, but I think there might be something wrong with the holodeck. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, um... When I went up to the mast, it appeared mm. that a couple of stars were not rendered in, and I believe there might be something going on. Right. Okay. Uh, I should be able to access a, a panel and just take a look at how the program is running. Right, right. Just don't let anyone, you know, uh, they're having such a good time. I don't want to freak them out. No, I can't. Eric collapses his spyglass and is looking the exact way the uh, <laughs> captain said he was looking. And just, I concur, Captain. Hey, Rick, where's your sense of. Uh, okay. We have a slight problem, since I guess everyone can hear. I believe the hollow deck is malfunctioning. Well, the map is still bleeding. Yes, maybe that should have been an indication that there was something wrong with the hollow deck when the map started bleeding. I thought it might have been, you know, some mystical map that had some sort of dark curse to it and why it started bleeding. Now yeah, I just can see I, that. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been cool. That would have been, it would have been cool. great. Would have been great. The void, you know, curse the map. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, um, yes. Is it still bleeding? It is. Definitely. Uh, yes. It's still. Yeah. Still very much bleeding right now. I. I'm trying my best to, you know, read the map and everything. But a knife with blood around it is a little bit distracting. Right. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, I was, uh, <clears throat> computer. Oh. That's not great. Uh, Captain, the computer isn't responding. Um, would let I be able try. to... Oh, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me try. Computer! Uh, let me give it a go. Uh, computer? Oh, dear. You know, something is seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it could have been that... Um... Computer. Hey, computer. Uh, Captain, What's is this wrong? one of those sea ships? Oh. You made it stop immediately. Wow. I think it's time to get out of the hollow deck and find out what's going on. Yes, does anyone remember where the door is? Uh, usually, uh, I think you can just call it up, um, but usually you just, you know, door. Okay. Uh, let's uh, just call one up right then, and uh, let's pick let's pick this up some other time. I was, I was rather enjoying this. I, I really was. Same. I'm, uh, I'm so happy <laughs> that you got into the pirate spirit, uh, Eric. You really, really have impressed me. Yes. I'm ER, Captain. That's the spirit. Uh, door? There is no door. None has appeared. <laughs> or socks. Just the sound. Uh, would I be able to 
find a panel? Would there be any indication of, of anything that I could, like... No. Or, or no, okay. No, not really. Um, when you hear this sound, you can briefly see a, um, like a flicker of some kind of object about 30 feet and above you, about the, about the, 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 the height of, like, your ship's second mast. Or the, uh, the, the first little platform when you get up and you try to get up on top of the mast. Like the first little sail. You can see like a, like a shimmering of like some object there when you hear this sound, but that's about it. Hmm. Something is very seriously wrong. Let's see if we can't communicate the crew and uh, find out what's going on. Who brought the communicator? Oh, uh... I, I, you I explicitly didn't. ordered us not to, Captain. Yes, I was Despite trying my best to abstain my objectives. I thought you were going to bring one anyways, Herrick. I had all, I, I, you know, I can't just say everyone leave your communicator except for you, Herrick. That would be biased. I assumed that you were just going to bring one, but it seems that you followed my orders. And now we don't care the communicator, do we? I <clears> apologize <throat> for not being insubordinate. I guess I can't fault you for that, but we are in quite a situation. You think it is all possible for us to reach that door? Automated defense systems. Deploying automated defense systems. At that moment, you see the shimmering light on the uh, on the mast begin to lower, and uh, and it forms into a shape of a of a ceiling mounted turret. Some fire shoots out of it. Uh, uh, oh, uh. Deploying automated defense systems in 15 um, minutes. Uh, oh. That is not good. I, I didn't know, I didn't know the holodeck had this capability. Uh, <laughs> is it, is it still out there? Is it still hanging out? No, it's, see it's it? disappeared again. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, As for the door, does it appear long enough for somebody to, like, split-second jump through, or is it just a glitch? Uh, no, the door doesn't really appear, just the, the turret. Mm. All right. Emergency meeting. Right. Everyone, except for the old man. <laughs> What's that, Everyone Ken? except for the guy who doesn't <laughs> exist. Don't worry! Oh. We'll get your daughter! Okay, then. <laughs> he says from the toilet. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, Captain, uh, it, it said there's only um, 15 minutes until I guess it's going to cook us. Um, and if we, if we can't if we can't get a door, we may have to consider dealing with that as a threat. Um, but I'm not quite sure what we can do other than point the cannons at it? Is What other options do we have here to leave the holodeck? I mean, if we're not getting a response, there's not much we can do unless unless there's people on the outside that know there's a problem, but we haven't seen any indications, so I haven't. I, uh, there's nothing we can really do from here. 
So, what you're saying is, we have to hope and pray that our crew understands that we are in danger, but the sounds of it, if they haven't been alerted by now, then I would assume that we have been infested with that creature. The one that infested that infected you. Because, uh, it's, it's quite clear the, the peril that we're in at the moment. You, you mean the crew has been reinfected? No, 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 no. No, I said if they don't know that the ship is in dire straits right now, then I would assume that we've been reinfected at this point. I think they are well aware of the situation at hand. Right. I'm just okay. asking if there is anything <laughs> at all that we can do while in this simulation. As, uh, um, as you've been having this discussion, uh, Lieutenant Ram, the ship is still moving, right? You're still... The, the sails are still down. You're still sailing. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, as you've been having this discussion, that matted out portion of the horizon has been drawing ever so ever so close and um you can now begin to make out a shape it is larger this matted out blackness against the sky and horizon and you can begin to see what appears to be uh, a landmass it's dark and difficult to tell exactly what it is but your ship is um heading directly for it. And Lieutenant Ram, as you see this landmass, you notice that it's actually very slightly, ever so slightly, shifting. It's moving perpendicular to your vessel, moving left, ever so slightly. Um, Captain? Yes? Again, I'm not too sure if it's my, um, eye receptacles, but is that island moving in the distance? You know, now that I look at it, it does appear to be moving. The ship is drawing ever closer to this mass, and you realize, with its mottled roots and uh trees dirt that this is a mangrove a large mass of vegetation that is broken off of the mainland and is floating you've discovered it here in this large spiral shape on your map and uh apparently it is always moving you've found Elysian Fields. <clears throat> it's possible, Captain, that if we continue to run through the simulation, we can hit an endpoint, and perhaps the simulation will turn itself off? I concur. Our only hope now is to find the treasure in order to escape from this hollow deck so we don't get eradicated. Right. I still so... want to be pirates. 
I mean, we as well stay in character, right? Might as well. I mean, I'm having. There's a good no harm time. in it. It's not going to get us out, you know, any slower. No, no, it isn't. <clears throat> Full speed ahead of those mangroves. Aye, aye, Captain. Yaha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, HMS Loveless. Um, finds its way neatly in between a, a few of these giant, massive mottled roots uh, and um, Commander Herrick, you managed to uh, to grapple onto one of the roots and tie your grapple to the ship and Lieutenant Commander Belmont, you do the same uh, to keep the ship close to the mangroves this weighing anchor will get you further away and um you're now here at Elysian Fields. You can see in the distance there is a um, there is a fire, a bonfire, a rather large bonfire. And voices who have apparently not heard or seen your arrival. It looks <laughs> like we got a crew. Aboard this mangroves, let's be very, very careful not to let them know we're here. Aye, Captain. What do you think we should do? Well, investigate first. Harrick, use that spyglass of yours and see who be camped on the mangroves. Aye, Captain. Um... Yeah, I'll get a roll lock. That'll be a, a insight and uh, we'll say insight and engineering, or insight and security. We'll say insight and security. Complication of uh, of two because it's dark. Oh wow! Oh. So, uh, um, locks incredible eyesight, but Commander Herrick's Vulcan eyes are able to utilize this spyglass far more effectively than any human could possibly ever. And uh, even in the almost utter darkness, by the dim glow of the mangrove's bonfire, you're able to detect a rather large force of people near this this bonfire. Um, A rather large number of who you know to be members of the void. There is a um, there is a cage near this bonfire, off in the tree line a little bit. Um, and inside the cage is a young woman. You notice that the large Klingon is uh, is standing at attention, uh, just near this bonfire, apparently waiting for something. Captain, it appears that the Void has beaten us here. It appears so, and quite a few of them. And that, you think that they're also after the treasure? I wouldn't be able to ascertain, Captain, but I can tell you that it appears that the gentleman below deck, his daughter, is among them. I... Well, we have the element of surprise. I say we keep close eye and see 
what they do next, and if opportunity arises, we take that opportunity. We're heavily outgunned, we'll have to be smart about this. I would advise having Mr. Ram look at, read the map further and see if he is able to draw us a path through the mangroves to the objective. Aye, that might be of some use. We can beat them to it, but must be careful. The crew that size, we will uh, undoubtedly have some trouble. Ram? Wait, should we remove the knife? Yes, Captain. Uh, can you read the map well enough to f pinpoint exactly where the treasure might be on the mangrove? I mean, there is still a knife in there, Captain. I, I, I don't know. Do you still want to keep it in there? You <sighs> guess take it out. Okay, I, I'll just gently take the knife out. As you withdraw the knife from the map, it's um, the blood that was pouring out of its the map's wound has now covered the entire surface of the parchment, the scroll. And um, and feeling it in your hands, you, you, you it feels different. It feels like almost like a leather. And the ink that was on this map has uh, has mostly been wiped away from this blood. But you're rolling it around in your fingers, and you can you can still make something out. But it's hard to see. Can I get a roll from you? Uh, insight and uh, um, insight and engineering. Would he not have like an eidetic memory though? Uh, this is um, the mangrove isn't charted on the map. Oh, okay. Just the way to get there. Complication of two. Complication two, task roll of two? Uh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> you notice that as you draw the map closer, further away from the light, you start to see some kind of glowing, like the ink has reappeared, but it's glowing now. And the further you get away from this, from the lamplight of the captain's quarters, the brighter that ink becomes. Hmm. Can I see anything different on it? Is the map just normal or...? You can. You you walk out to the deck, the main deck, and you begin to realize that it's not necessarily the darkness that's doing it, but the moonlight itself. You wave one of your hands over the map and the glimmering light disappears. The moonlight is showing you this brightly defined, shimmering chart of the mangrove, and you know that by the bonfire exists uh, a camp. On the opposite side of the island uh, is docked the uh, Void's Embrace. And uh, near it is a cave. And that cave is the exact same depiction of the cave that you saw on the map before with the coins and the compass with the isolinear chip. Right. Um, Captain... Little bit of a change. It's not really a map anymore, kind of. Well, it, it, it kind of is a map. Just a, a, a different sort of map now. Uh, it, it kind of is like a, a good detailed map of where we're going. 
So, we ought to take it with us. It appears to be useful. I, uh, uh, as, as you can kind of um, see here, uh, Ram goes to the captain, just kind of like points out the cave on the map. Uh, as you can see here, this one kind of looks very... I, I don't know if you remember the previous map before we stuck a, you know, a, a knife into it. But it seems like this is a similar cave as the one before. Right. Well, I think we all know where we must go. It is very odd, though, that they have... The old man's daughter in a cage. I wonder if there's something to that. I'd feel very bad if we didn't rescue his daughter, but it's quite obvious our predicament that we should really just finish the map. But she could be a key to this puzzle. Let's, for now, keep the ship here and take a dinghy round to the cave. And explore the cave and see what lays inside. I don't think anyone should stay here, not even the old man. I think all of us should go. Anchor the ship, hide it in the mangroves, take the dinghy out, and go from there. All right, that sounds like a great plan. So you all head off into the dinghy with the uh, the old man, whose name you still haven't asked yet, by the way. <laughs> He's still... <laughs> old, old man's good. Old man's good. Old man Jenkins. Old man. So all five of you are now in the dinghy. Um, Ram, you're the one with the with the oars. I'm gonna have you make a, a control and con roll for me. A complication of two, task roll of two. Oh, perfect, yes. perfect. I rode perfectly yeah. back and forth, you back do. and forth. You do, expertly and faster than a human could. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> you're so buff right now. Speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> the dinghy makes short time as it um, as it rounds the side of the mangrove, and uh, and you you uh, you're struck by the in, in like the, the the size of the void's embrace as you uh, as you as you paddle the dinghy very slowly and carefully, quietly around the back of the void's embrace. You can see the the barnacles and bits of uh, of ocean flora that are still like stuck to it. It's, uh, it's rags of, uh, of, um, of some material hanging from the masts. It's difficult to tell what it is in the dark, but you don't really want to find out. You don't see anyone aboard, and, uh, you make your way to the cave. It is an ocean cave, visible only at low tide, which, uh, it happens to be. And, uh, this, um, this cave, uh is surrounded by these giant mottled roots. They act like, um, like, a, like, like a surface beneath you. A rocky one, but, uh, but a surface that you might be able to stand on. You, uh, hitch the dinghy to the side of this cave. And, uh, now you're in a dark, wet cave. Let's proceed with caution, very quiet. You take the lead, Ram, followed by Eric. I'll be in the middle. You behind me, Belmont, and uh, and um, what, what, what's your name? Oh, uh, Jimothy, sir. 
Jimothy Stewart. Jimothy, you you uh, hang in the back. How's that sound? Hi, Captain. All right. Let us proceed forward trepidatiously. Make sure you have your flint locks all loaded and your cutlasses ready. Aye, Captain. Aye, Captain. The, uh, the mangrove is full of life. Um, there are animals skittering around in the darkness. Insects biting at your exposed flesh. Giant beetles, ants the size of which you've never seen. You hear something growl in the distance. But as you make your way further and further into this cave, you start to uh, you start to feel the air around you expand like you're in something cavernous and dark. You can begin to make out light, dim, glowing. It's growing closer. You go towards it. I'm not in front, so... Who is in front? Ram is in front, followed by Eric. Ram, do you make your way towards the light? Ram? Hey, Ram? Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Do you make your way towards this light? Yes. All right. As you get closer and closer... You begin to make out a distinct shape. It is a large pile of coins below an opening in the surface of uh, this cave, letting in just a, a little bit of moonlight. And the moonlight shimmers off of this pile of coins with a chest perched up above it. The chest is open, and at the top of this mound of currency the top of this chest filled with coins sits a compass a large one it is closed hmm well be it a bit odd that you don't see no sign of harmony around here but this compass does look interesting to see what sort of secret it hides. Do one of you, will, uh, one of you climb up to go grab it? Yeah, uh, I'll go okay. forward to grab the compass. So you're climbing up this, this mound of currency. And there's coins spilling at your feet and... It's difficult to get a grip, but you manage, and you're up at the top of this this giant mound. And you find the compass. It is uh, heavy. Unnaturally heavy. And you open it, and inside is the isolinear chip. One that um, 
that you would probably know to be related to the hollow deck in some way. I think we've got what we're looking here for. I'll show mm. it to Belmont and Herrick and Ram. <clears throat> so I think it's time to go. You, you don't think we need to take any of the gold too? You think that's the the treasure for the for the story? I do believe the gold is what is commonly referred to as a red herring. Oh, the, the, it's truly the spirit of adventure. The uh, the coins that you uh, that you are climbing on top of uh, are not gold. Do, can we discern what? Yeah, absolutely. It Do is? you want to make a roll? That'll be an insight and uh, engineering roll. I would. Let's a see. momentum him. Oh. Yeah? Okay, for sure. Well, then we'll All reduce right. the, the total momentum down to one. <clears throat> uh, Herrick, you reach down and realize that these coins are, in fact, an alloy found commonly in the hollow deck. They've been mined and created, and they are not holographic. They are very real. These coins would suggest that significant damage has occurred to the holodeck we are currently within. As these are physical, and he turns and hands one to Ram. Well, then we really shouldn't be wasting any time. Let's make our way over, and I believe Hello, this is all we Captain. can. Oh no. And crew of the loveless. <laughs> and you hear the uh the um very uh distinct Your fun drunk aunt is back sound of footsteps coming towards you in this cave. And into the light steps the Administrix Harmony Meadows, her cutlass at her side, drawn, and shortly behind her, in a, um, in a, in a manner you almost couldn't detect, is the impressively large Klingon, Mr. Vulture. I've been expecting you, Captain. How did you know, that, <clears throat> how did you know that we were here? My man, Jimothy, told me. Jimothy peeks from behind the Mr. Vulture and just kind of gives you a toothless grin and look at I knew I should have thrown you overboard. It's no matter, Captain. It's all over. Her dark majesty has brought us together at last. She steps closer. And closer. Uh, and is now inches away from you, Captain. Uncomfortably close. I've wanted this moment for years. Finally, we can be together, Captain. Lockstead. What? 
I've always loved you. The captain looks around this crew. Comes real, real quickly. This is actually a part of the... I... I don't really know. Do you, do you think that guy even had a daughter? Oh. Many right. confusing things Her here. dark majesty yeah. has provided for us here at the mangrove, at Elysian Fields, a bountiful harvest. Her dark majesty wants very little in return, only the lives of those we love. I ask you now to willingly submit to her dark majesty, or we will be forcing you to submit. You just want me, right? Yes, for now. Mm. I'll hand the compass over to Herrick. You let my crew go, and I'll submit. Harmony looks back at the Klingon, and back to you. Very well. <sighs> Come with me, Captain. And I turn back. Make sure you get back on the ship as soon as possible. Get us out of here. Save our skin. Um, and I'll uh, walk with Harmony. The Klingon uh, takes a, a grappling hook and attaches it to your shoulder. But you're not wearing the armor. <laughs> and it oh. sinks into your shoulder blade. Please add three stress to your character. Oh no! Ooh. That, that, that's fake, right? That wasn't necessary. The grappling hook appears. shimmers in the dark. I, um, I, I, I don't know if we can, if taking this back to the ship is going to shut the simulation down. They, and I'm, I'm saying this low to, to these, uh, to, to, to Herrick and Ram. We might need to do something now before they get out of sight. Right. What should we do? We have our flintlocks loaded. That would be most unadvisable. C computer? The, uh... Oh, no. Her dark majesty. She speaks to us. She's always listening. Hello. Virtual commence in 30 seconds. Please evacuate the holodeck. What does it mean? What does uh, it mean? Inform your dark majesty that you have completed your objective and found the captain. Hear me! Dark majesty, hear me! Purge will commence in ten seconds. We have found him, the captain. Commencing purge. 
at that very moment, the, um, the turret from before lowers from the ceiling, begins spewing fire everywhere. Uh, there's this loud elevator music that you can't seem to get rid of. Everybody hits the deck. There's a shimmering light at the end of this cave, just, just blazing, blazing light. And from out of this incredibly bright light steps none other than Ensign Gregory with four comm badges and he throws them all of them at once towards the group Ensign Gregory will be making a roll for a fitness and uh security roll with a complication of two. So that was for Herrick's badge. Now do the captain's. <laughs> All four badges are, are, are now have landed in this mass of coins. <laughs> Captain! Captain, take the badges! Captain, please take the badges! Ensign Gregory is smoking like he was on fire and like parts of his hair are gone and his eyebrows have, are gone too. Um, what is this? I, I, Who is this? Hello? Can I focus, use a, my composure focus to try to watch where the badges have gone? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and um, and do a, um, we'll say insight and security roll with focus used. Uh, a complication of uh, of two. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and reduce the momentum down to zero, and also the threat will be reduced back down to two. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. So Herrick <laughs> sees exactly where all four badges are, exactly where they are. Well, Herrick will very quickly pick them up and dispense them as he uh, as he is able um can I can I talk to Meadows is she close enough for me to talk yeah, to yeah absolutely yeah you know uh, we're kind of on fire though well I know I'm, I, I'm gonna say uh, th- th- that's that's the void's herald and he wants us to go with him kill them all Mr. Vulture I'm done with this crew that's Herrick's going to just tap his comm badge and computer disable program. The program um, blinks for a moment. It staggers and comes right back. Herrick! Comm badge! Now! Purging imposters. Herrick. The flamethrowers uh, tosses. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you take? Did you take your comm badge? Because I said I got was, a grappling yeah. hook in my shoulder. Herrick, do you well, want to just throw the comm badges at the teammates? Oh, are they not close enough to me? Um, yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, Lockstead wouldn't. You'd have to throw it to Lockstead. All right, do a uh, throw to Lockstead. Okay. Uh, I won't make you roll for it. It's it's close enough to where you could just toss it to him. So all four of you have your comm badges. I'll hit it immediately. Computer! And program! 
monsters. And at that moment, all of uh, all of Harmony's entire body becomes completely engulfed in fire, and uh, and Mr. Vulture's body is engulfed in flames as well. The music grows louder. The door is open, and Ensign Gregory is beckoning you through. Captain, Captain, come on, quick! Danger is here. Everybody, run! Right away, Captain. Aye, yeah, uh-huh. Captain. Computer's right. not making a good case for us to not really do stuff, bad stuff to her later. <laughs> it has been uh, a good hour since the uh, since the uh, holodeck incident. You are all uh, leaving the med bay and you've all since made your way back up to the bridge with the exception of Vincent Gregory who was still in the med bay for uh, treating all those burns good (laughs) Uh, well Herrick's going to be working on a full report and diagnostic as to the malfunction of the uh, holodeck certainly yeah, I'll probably be working alongside um, uh, Commander Herrick trying to figure out if it was an issue that was there to begin with or if someone was tampering with things. Absolutely. I'll have issued a ban on the use of the <laughs> hollow deck for a week. <laughs> well, well, we until, go sure. <laughs> until things have been fully sorted and I may extend if needed. Has anyone but cleared out the filters recently? <laughs> oh, that is a good question. I'm not sure who's on maintenance duty for the filters. Um, I believe it's Gregory, but I think he's also scheduled for Oh, he yeah, he's everything else too. He does the pipes and whatnot. Hmm. Hmm. Like I'm sure we can get someone else on some of that stuff. We're going to need a full report on this. I want everything thoroughly investigated. I want the crew who was around the holodeck at the time questioned. I want to know what happened. <laughs> was was anyone affected in the other holodeck? <laughs> who are you asking? Oh, actually, I was just—I was just sort of bantering. If cause oh. I'm not, oh, you know what? Honestly, I probably should have known. So, if Herrick and I are going through this, <laughs> Commander Herrick, who was in the other holodeck? Was it was it being occupied at the time? Do do we have logs for that? Herrick is going to sit there with a pad, just reading the holodeck log, and then just. I'm definitely going to look very expectantly at him, and then taps a button. <laughs> and just it appears that Ensign Gregory was engaged in the other holodeck doing what his sanctioned recreational hour right was um 
was he did does it show if he was locked in as well did the the door arch protocol did it work for him did, do we have logs for that or there it are, does not seem there are video logs actually if you would like to play yeah, them yeah yeah herrick's herrick's not doing that uh we got the transcript right there um, uh, a, tra- a transcript of all interactions between <laughs> yeah he just is is there a voice log as well like a transcription of there would, yeah of, there would be a voice log for sure I would have to decompile it hmm. right but it appears that Gregory suffered no malfunctions in his holodeck oh well that's good then um right uh, I still want to take a look at the uh, the isolinear um chips and relays over there just to make uh, sure, but if that one's in good working order, we'll probably still need to keep that one offline as well. Um, the holodeck report also says, uh, has recorded that the phrase, I'll save you, Captain, was uttered 96 times from holodeck <laughs> one. Oh, There's just that a is... block that says incoherent crying. <laughs> wow, that is... Well, it is Gregory, and he is known to... I mean, he probably heard about us in our troubles, Ensign Gregory so. is a motivated individual. I absolutely agree. Um, huh. All right. Well, um, we can probably get most of this together, and we can send it up to uh, the captain, um, unless there's anything else we need to go over here. Herrick will send Belmont all the technical data, but none of the, like, actual event logs from okay. inside the uh, perfect holidays <laughs> and then just quietly record. delete them <laughs> and That's then also excellent. delete Gregory's program right. well I'll, uh, I'll get this to the captain letting them get away with this sort of stuff <laughs> it's gonna happen again it's gonna happen again you know what's oh, no, he's worse de- he's deleted it it's you know what's even worse about the situation is now Gregory's like in the captain's eyes, like his savior. So <laughs> it's only encouraging bad behavior. Would you like to address the crew, Captain? Uh, there will undoubtedly be questions as to why the holodeck is now offline and also smoking. Ensign Gregory. I'll have given out a a ban on the holodeck until further notice and. I'll address the crew, uh, stating the importance of keeping communicators. <laughs> oh no, uh, what about our <clears throat> VR porn? Hello? Ah, yes. Excellent, excellent. Uh, this is your captain speaking, Captain uh, Eugene Lockstead. Uh, earlier uh, today, we had some malfunctions with the holodeck. I want to let everyone know that, until further notice, the holodecks are not to be used until we have finished our investigations and have deemed it so. Uh, also, please, please remember to bring your communicators in with you when you go into the holodeck area. Also, uh, congratulations to the winners of the pottery contest. Uh, that would be uh, uh, Susan and Timothy. Congratulations on your pottery. It was fantastic. Anyways, this is Captain Lockstead. Enjoy the rest of your day. Wonderful. Well, um, as the uh, crew of the Loveless prepares incomprehensible uh, modifications and repairs to the holodeck systems, 
the uh, ship sets in for another few weeks of its uh, of its charting and exploring mission. This time with a little bit less restlessness. My name is Nicotine. I've been your DM for today. Uh, I want to give a very special thank you to all of the subscribers and uh, those of you who've uh, contributed to the threat pool. Uh, Vixie, thank you so much. Um, if you're listening to the show on podcasting apps like Spotify or Stitcher, know that we record it live in front of a Twitch audience every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can find it on our Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash fablescraps. Uh, I'd like to go around and reintroduce the uh, cast and crew of the USS Loveless, uh, starting with Fist of the Walrus, uh, Captain Logstad. Hello, I'm Fist of the Walrus. Uh, I'm a roleplay streamer here on Twitch, and sometimes I dabble with a little variety. At the moment, I am uh, making a Christmas movie, a very, very loose interpretation of a Christmas movie uh, over on GTA. Uh, Edivan is actually uh, helping me with that as well. I have many cameos and good times and uh yeah just been a lot of fun doing that but uh it's been great uh i've really enjoyed this episode it was a lot of fun being a pirate <laughs> and making atlas memes <laughs> <laughs> me too thank you fist next up is lock the raven hi i'm lock the raven i'm a variety streamer on twitch and i'm in the other fable scraps Warhammer 40k Doom Lore story. And you can find me on social media and Twitch at Lock the Raven. Spelled how it sounds. Awesome. Thank you, Lock. Next up is Aaron. Hi, my name is Aaron Black. I'm an author with a recently published book called Firewall Down, which is a cyberpunk detective mystery. And uh, if you'd like to know more, you can find me over on Twitter at uh, Aaron B. Writes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Last but not least, Enovan. Hello there. I'm Enovan. I stream on Twitch.tv. Typically, I stream RP games. Like this said, I'm helping him make his Christmas movie as my character robot. And from time to time, I also play VR and mixed reality games as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. Uh, to those of you in the chat, know that um, here at Fable Scraps, we uh, we have two shows right now, uh, Star Trek Loveless and uh, our Friday show, uh, Warhammer 40k Doom Lore. Um, that is every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific. You can find both of those shows on our Twitch channel live uh, or on podcasting apps like Spotify or Stitcher. Our VODs are available here at Twitch and also at YouTube. Please be sure to follow us on those places. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.